along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and it must be a full moon. I am Ron Kolick, the super blood wolf full moon, I guess, if it makes a difference. Anyway, I am Ron Kolick, your host, and there is no end tonight, so there you go. Uh, joining me, though, is someone I've known for a hell of a long time. She is my favorite West Coast West Coast witch, and she is none other than the fabulous Marla Brooks. And I'm not getting any younger either. Of course, then either are you, so that makes me feel better. Eh, that's true. I never get older and I never get younger. Well, no, Van Helsing is ageless. That's right. I've got my picture of Dorian Gray in the uh, attic there. There you go. See? You do know the Dorian Gray legend, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I even saw the movie. (laughs) Good. Did you ever see the uh, League of Distinguished Gentlemen? Yes, I did. I thought I was going to hate it. And a friend of mine said, no, we're going to watch it. And I scowled. But I kind of liked it. Yeah, it was kind of neat. I I thought it was anyways. And uh, Dorian Gray was in that, of course. That's why. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. It came to my mind, as little as it is, anyway. Well, you're so, a distinguished gentleman, too, so, you know. I, To be honest with you, whenever I think of that, I think of the Ghost Club in London. I think that would be oh, such yeah. a, a great thing to do, is have this, like, old building with this really cool study and drinking room, and you know, everybody gets together, and they just talk about the paranormal and... and uh, yeah, that'd be so cool, and, you know, write papers and go out on spontaneous cases, and I, I think it would just be awesome. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Hellfire Club. Well. <laughs> Hell <and Limestone. laughs> I can't even say anything after that. <laughs> that has a little bit more racy reputation, I guess is the word. Uh, I yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway, so, uh, Mala, dear. Yes. You have been uh, doing radio, I think, it's probably as long as I have, which is going on a ton of years. Yeah, uh, a whole ton. Seriously. You're, really, I, I started probably early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I started yeah. about 2007, I think. Oh, you're a little young and then. A little you, bit, yeah. yeah still, that's, that's a good good uh it's good a long hop. run yeah oh yeah and uh, uh i've been thinking about your show because it, it for those who don't know it's on pararex and it's called stern the cauldron and it's a uh i think it's the the hallmark show of pararex so it's the oldest show on pararex that, for that sure. makes it the hallmark show there you go yeah yeah i mean there were there were a ton of shows back in the day it wasn't uh, Bishop Long had one. What the heck was that yeah. called? Uh, oh, LB, it, didn't, so. it didn't have Bishop in it either. No, it didn't. It was uh, some kind of something hour. But yeah. Uh, yeah, there was that one back in the day. And uh, 
Tim Tim uh, Shaw, of course, had his show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Uh, he had and, a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah, and and Jones had a show, I believe, too, right? Dave did. Yes, he did it a long time. First with his brother, and then by himself, and then with John Zaffis. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he and John. In fact, that's where I met John. Um, because Dave couldn't make one of the shows, and and I was kind of you know afraid of John Zaffis because he was like John Zaffis, right? And Dave said, "Can you fill in for me?" That, you know, this week he said, "I wouldn't ask anybody else. Would you would you mind?" And I said, "Well, it's not what I mind. Um, would John Zaffis mind? He doesn't know me from Adam, you know." And I'm sitting mm-hmm. here doing that kind of stuff, and Dave said, "He'll be fine. He'll be fine." And okay, I'll tell you the John Zaffis story quickly. Um, so I was like spitting nails, but Tim Shaw was, you know, a good friend of John. And he mm-hmm. says, don't even worry about it. You know, John's nice and you'll get along and everything will be great. And he says, here, you know what? It'll make him really happy if you ask him about the banana hammock. Oh, God. And I said, oh, oh he's God. got a big yard. And is it, you know, what I'm thinking it's this big yellow hammock in John's mm-hmm. yard. Uh-huh. Naive back then. And... um he says, yeah, he'll, he'll get a kick out of that. So cut to the day and, you know, the, the producer calls us in and I, you know, introduce myself. I'm still really worried because it's John Zaffis and oh, he's God. really friendly. Marla, how are you? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, um, so how's your banana hammock? Oh. <laughs> it took about three seconds and he burst out laughing so loud and so hard. And then I figured out what it was. And, you know, we were joking. I said, well, Tim put me up to it. I should have known better. But anyway, we became really good friends after that. How naive. Hmm. I know. I haven't spoke spoke to John. And quite frankly, I haven't spoke to him in years. Not since uh, uh, Ghostology. What what was that? Ghost. Gettysburg Ghost. conference with Jeff Belanger had oh, put on yes. with uh, Laura, uh, what's her face? Yeah, yeah. I forget what her name is. Yeah, we all yeah. kind of forgot her. Um, and but, Vince, yeah. Vince uh, Wilson. Wilson was it? Yeah, Vince Wilson. Yeah. yeah. yeah Years yeah. ago. I haven't had John on my show for a long time either, I think. Me neither. So I was 20, just thinking 2014 that. was the last time. I'm I using, can't remember the last time it was. Well, I only know that because I, you know, I've got that extra hour now on ParaX mm-hmm. to the hour before me, and I'm doing um, podcasts of archives. You have so, another hour? Yeah, I do. So I can, oh. it works really well because if I need a two-hour show, I've got it. We'll just start an hour early. But in the meantime, I, I'm doing um, archive shows from all the way back, you know, 10 years. Awesome. and. The one I'm doing this week was Zaphis. He he talked about exorcism and um, oh good. So yeah, that's how I remember because it was 2014 because that's my um, podcast show this week. The funniest thing is that I've been doing this for so long. Is that I like know all the dirt on all the beginnings of all these groups, which is <laughs> so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when the internet was new and. People put all kinds of things up there at the time, and it was uh, it was I was just like, oh, I am amazed. And of course, a lot of these people became uh, uh, quite famous. And uh, yeah, I know I know all the dirt on them. Well, that <laughs> so may, maybe I'll put them in my memoirs when I 
go away. <laughs> well, I was just going to say that you are, you know, Scott Michaels. He's been on your show, and he mm-hmm. got the dirt on everybody all the time. So this is a very high compliment I'm paying you, but you are the Scott Michaels of the paranormal. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's deals with graveyards, so I guess that makes him an undertaker. Uh, no, not an undertaker, grave digger. Oh, grave digger, digs, yeah. digs up. He grave, digs up dirt. Grave yeah, information it's... on people. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. and I, you've been, I had actually had a point to this, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> you've been doing a show for so long, and, and you've had all kinds of guests on there. Mm-hmm. Some of the craziest people, including myself. And uh, I wanted to ask you about it. What was the, the strangest guess you ever had? Well, there were two. You don't have to give a name, by the way. You no, I know. There, were, there were two. There was yeah. one lady who had actually done George Nuri's show, so I thought she was credible mm-hmm. um, to talk about. She was a, an alien abductee. Uh. And, you know, we've, we've all read about alien abductees and things, um, and... We've all been abducted at one time or another. Well, I don't remember. Um, but you know, you but this one, you know, most of them come that on proves, and they that say. That you've been abducted. <laughs> <laughs> most of them come on, they sound pretty rational and they really believe in what they're saying. And, you know, that's fine. But this one was so off the wall that I just had to keep like smacking myself to keep shut because there were so many things I wanted to say but didn't dare on the air. You would have probably. Um, but, uh, that was one. And then this other one was talking about, uh, Norse magic and Norse magic. Norse like magic. Viking magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she was good. I mean, she, she sounded what she was talking about. She was talking about all the, the interesting bits and pieces. And then she started talking about Odin, you know, the, the, yeah. the god Odin. And, you know, how mischievous he was. And then she said, well, she he was her master. This is about uh-huh. halfway into the show. And I'm thinking, OK, I said, you see him, you speak with him. Yeah, well, lots of people see and speak with the goddess, God, gods and goddesses. And then she started talking about runes and how runes were alive, actually. They weren't just stones with carvings on them. They were actually alive. Oh. And I thought, well, maybe she's talking about energy in them. You know, and and so I'm I'm good with that. And then everything is still going on. I've, I've bitten my tongue and I'm kind of, you know, doing what I need to do. And she starts all of a sudden talks about her and the animal sacrifices that she does. Oh, you're kidding. On the air? On the air. And oh my I, God. I. Did you, did you blow her up? No, not right away. But I heard, and, and, you know, I'm only slightly psychic, more psychotic, Mm -hmm. but I heard the whole chat room, everybody in chat room, I heard this horrible gasp. I mean, I felt that horrible gasp. And I didn't didn't cut her off, but I cut her short. I changed the subject, and because people were starting to riot in chat. You know, because... Well, they should. That's not like a cool thing, no offense. No, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. So yeah, that was it. But did did um, you didn't talk to Steve Parsons about the message I sent him the other day about a potential guest for your show, right? I don't talk to Steve. Okay, only on the air. All we right. Yell at, we yell at each other. We All don't right. talk to each other. Okay. No, well, I have not I was... heard. But anyway. 
I found a, a potential guest for your show because I thought it would be right up your alley because you're so open and Weird. honest. <laughs> no, you're just open and honest. I, I, I found it, this woman who um, is having sex with a ghost. Oh, yeah. And she joined the Mile High Club. Oh, cool. With him. Yeah. And so I just sent a note to oh, see. Nobody can't prove it happened, didn't happen, you know what I mean? Well, you know what? The presenters, because she's from Britain, and the presenters were kind of amazing when they were doing the interview. The male was very respectful, and mm -hmm. you could tell that he might be rolling his eyes, but he doesn't show it. But the female was biting her tongue throughout the whole interview. It was okay. so funny um, because, you know, they were and, and this woman, bless her heart, she believed every word that she said. So I, I just sent a note over to Steve and I sent him the link and I said, mm -hmm. here, why don't you suggest doing this with Ron on your, you know. Yeah, he mentioned something about ghost sex. I thought it was a guy who wrote a book, though. But anyway, no. I do have to change my chairs out. I've got an antique office chair here, and it squeaks a lot. So uh, I steal my wife's chair, who has a nice, soft, cushy one. So it'll be oh. much quieter. Should I go. send you some WD-40? Yeah, well, it's 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 an antique. It really is. So I'm, it could I'm be not, beyond WD-40. Yeah, I think it's probably haunted. I'm not sure, but uh, it may well, be. Those, those squeaks are, you know, yeah. Mm. Anyways, uh, I do want to mention also that uh, this month is, of course, National Hot Tea Month. So have your tea. I'm having mine right now. I have mine every morning. I have my tea. Yeah, and it's also uh, Hot Soup Month, oddly enough. Oddly enough, except if you were in California, you know, you, you would get not that cold. I mean, it, it has been for us. It's been into the 40s at night. So for us, that's like, you know, Eskimo stuff. Yes, yeah. But today it's 69, and, and while I am chilly, you guys would be wearing shorts and flip-flops. Uh, mm -hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, oh, what was that? Okay. What was I doing? I forget. Anyway, <laughs> you, have <laughs> a, you have a new book coming out as well. Uh, for those who don't know, Mahler is also a... Uh, a uh, distinguished writer. She has written several books and also has her own tarot cards. And uh, she now has a new book out, which is called Some Big Long Name. Soul Connection, A Deadly Obsession. And Soul Connection. Yeah, go ahead. I sent you the um, MP3, so at some point. Sweet. You can I can it. sing it? You, it's, it's verbal. It's not a song. Um, but Anyway, it's it's about reincarnation. <laughs> and I know, I know, shut up. And but it's about um two people that were separated by murder. It's a thriller, actually. Ooh. Um like 150 years ago and they made it back to earth at the same time. They were very much in love. Where, where were they? Uh floating around in the ethers, I suppose. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know if they were visiting another planet or, or what no, the no, was. No. Oh, okay. Okay. It's all it's all on Earth. Um oh. and so everything was kind of hunky dory. They kind of even connected, but um seems like the murderer followed them through time. Oh. So, you know, it's like, well, is history gonna repeat itself? When's the movie coming out? <laughs> God only knows. Somebody told me it was worth a Hallmark movie. I'm not sure I like that too go. much. Um, but, um, 
no, it, it's it's interesting. A lot of twists and turns and stuff. So it, it's it's a different genre. You know, Collie Wobbles was all kind of fantasy fiction, and this is actually a thriller. And um, where is it available? They don't live happily ever after. People don't. Um, oh, crap. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I hate and, those you stories know, that don't live happily ever. I know. I, I know. want good endings. I don't want that crap. Well, life it was, life well, is like that. This. There are no happy endings in life. It I was want a, to escape that. Okay, it was, all right. Two out of three had a semi-happy ending, but but not in the way you'd think. Okay. Um, but here, I want to say something, you know, because we always ask our guests and everything where books can be bought. No, we never do. Well, okay, I do. Um, and you do, too. And you I just really did. So here's my thing. I mean, yes, people can get things from Amazon. Yes, people can get things from Barnes and Noble. But, you know, there are still so many independent booksellers out there that really should get a chance to sell their books, you know, rather than being you know, sure. blown over by the corporations and Big things. Big box stores. So, yeah. So for people who don't know, any bookstore in the United States can order a book from the publisher for you and you could buy it through them. You don't, you know, I mean, yes, it's sometimes it's easier to go to Amazon and stuff, but I just really think it's important to support the independents, no matter what it is, whether they're booksellers or grocers or, you know, whatever. Um, I, I think we need to help them and out. We are doing that, evidently, because there are a rise in the number of independent bookstores uh, and mom and pop bookstores throughout this country. The number has increased rapidly over the last couple of years, believe it or not. Good. I'm glad because, you know, I, take, I tell people, too, because I play a lot of pagan music on my show. Really? And, well, duh. And uh, so, what's, what's what's pagan music sound like? It's kind of a lot of, of drum beating and higher. No, no, no. That that would be Native American. No, it's oh. just it, it's actually folk music, um, but from way back when, and it goes. You know, some of it dates back to the 1300s, and they're they're people that are. Um, are the lyrics? Sure. Sure. <laughs> you say like, yeah. yeah, there can be. I don't know. Yeah, no, no. There are lyrics, and there's also musical things. But you uh, know, I'm always I saying, mean, can you dance to it? Sure, you can um, do all kinds of dances to it. Especially, oh, you, go. you know, go back to the Renaissance. You could do kicking your heels and do that kind of stuff. But I think it's also important to support your independent musicians and and people like that who have records and You're the best and things out there because it just it has to be other. People are just too greedy. I call you Mama Mala now. If that's the worst you call me, I'd feel you know really happy about it because I could imagine there would be a lot worse if need be. Never, never. Good. Never. All right. Anyway, moving right along. Yeah. Uh, so this this uh, is it a it's a is it a Kindle book? Is it a hardcover book? Is it a soft covered book? I wish it was a hardcover book. It's 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 on Kindle, but it's also on paperback. Both. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like I, the feel of real books. I do too. And you know what? I just got this book, and people that heard my show this week know that I was just gushing over this book. It was a collector's item book about the history of magic. Um, and oh, it came, cool. it came. It's huge. It's heavy. Mm. It's hardback. I was Ooh. thrilled to have something other than paperback. Uh-huh. And it's got like 500 pages. I mean, this was a book. Great for a bibliophile like me. I was like smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just picked up, uh, Ann and I were uh, thrift shopping, mm-hmm. and I just picked up a hardcover 
four-inch thick sixth edition Roger's Thesaurus, and I am thrilled with that. So nice. there you go. See? Hardcover, once again. I know, and there, you know, there, I mean, more people are doing hardcovers now, which is great. Um, I know Schiffer has some hardcovers coming out, and some of the other books that I've gotten from other publishers have had hardcovers, and it's it's amazing. It's like the vinyl record coming back. Well, vinyl is back. Never yeah. left my house. Well, mine either, but now, <laughs> but but people are buying turntables. You look at Best Buy, they're selling turntables again, yep. and and. 45s and 78 and all that stuff that people think, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. So everything old is new again. Yeah. Hopefully not eight tracks. I, hell no, I could never stand that. (laughs) Uh, I picked up a book which was really intriguing and it was all about uh, Nazi seances and Hitler's in a circle. He had a, did you know he had a, uh, a psychic in this inner circle? I that did. Consorted with? Yes, I did know that, and I knew there was some kind of book about it, but I yes, didn't. It's a hardcover, too. <laughs> Where'd you find that? Uh, I forgot where I picked it up, really, to be honest. Maybe eBay. I might have got it on eBay. I'm okay. not sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I love it's watching. It's an old, old book. But it's, antiquarian it's, bookshops. I'm sure I would be tired and feathered if somebody saw it on my bookshelf, but tough. I don't think so. I mean, it's history. It doesn't matter. People want to change history, don't you know? Nothing bad ever happened in history. We have to yeah. get rid of all the bad stuff. So yeah. nothing happened in the past. It was all bad. It was all good. Squeaky don't clean, matter. huh? Squeaky yeah. clean. Yep. Everything's got to be politically correct now. So there you go. We'll just wipe out history and pretend it never happened. There you go. Soapbox, there are you. I'm always talking about this. Uh, yeah. That's the way it is. So anyways, moving right along from that subject, we go to <laughs> another subject. And we were yeah. talking, I was talking to you earlier about your show, and we, I asked you about uh, different guests you had on, and, and I asked you uh, about your, I guess, weirdest one. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Uh, I'd also want to ask you about what was the most interesting topic that you had on your show? Wow. I mean, there are all kinds of topics. And, and if you, know, I'm that's... sure you like me and we, we look at everything because that's part of what our job is, is to, you know, to, you know, uh, what's it, inform people and, uh, you know, whether we believe it or not, uh, we still get these guests on the show and uh, and hear what it's all about. So, uh, w- but there are some that are, that are extremely intriguing, and I, I was going to ask you once again, uh, what topic did you? Well, what's your favorite topic? I guess. Ah, oh, that's card. It's it's kind of like who's your favorite child? Um, because I mean, I do so much in the metaphysical stuff. You uh-huh. know, I have. Um, People that talk about things like Reiki and healing and crystal skulls and history, like the lost tomb of King Arthur kind of stuff. And then, of course, Uh, all the witchcraft stuff, the spell books and and all that. The aliens, we've all had that. Um, I'm just trying to think that because there's so many things. You don't have a favorite talker that you just love to talk about? No, it's more like, you know what it is? It's more like having a favorite guest. 
Well, I already know who the favorite guest is. You, of course, <laughs> yeah, yes. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but that's the thing. I mean, I think, and, and you probably agree with me, maybe, that it's the guest that makes the topic interesting. Because how many times have we had a guest on and, you know, we had a book to read, for example, and we we just thought about the book and, okay, this is going to be a yawn sometimes, maybe, you know, because we mm-hmm. all have different thoughts on different things. But you get a guest who is really knowledgeable in what he's talking about, really excited about what they're talking about, and it becomes contagious and they make it way more interesting. Mm-hmm. So it may be a topic that I probably wouldn't generally do cartwheels about, but I've come away with things that um, I was just amazed because the author made it so interesting or whoever you right. know, the ec- expert was. So it's not necessarily a topic. Um, okay. I yeah. can understand that. Totally yeah. understand it. Can I throw uh, that question back at you? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've had... Uh, I've had uh, guests in the show that I, I that I found interesting, mm-hmm. and yet uh, because they had a a, uh, a dubious background, uh, I took a lot of flack on. And mm-hmm. you know what? It, to me, it doesn't really matter. It's it's the subject. It's not that I'm endorsing the particular person. Right. It's uh, we're learning different things, and uh, if this particular person has written. A, uh, a good book about it or, or does or a particular thing about it, then I have no problem having Ron at least listen to him just as much as I have people on the, on the show that I think are full of crap. And, uh, did I say that? Oh my God. Mm. Mm, but, shocked. uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, it, that's the whole thing is, is, is to inform people to let yes. them make up their own minds. And, uh, yeah, we can't take sides for sure. You no, know, we, we really can't. Not as a, uh, I, uh, professional, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, professional. Who said that? <laughs> well, I any, said it any, loosely, but hey, yeah, any, yeah, uh, any, any, uh, what's the no, I was gonna say relationship, any, uh, there's another word for God, it's tough getting old. Good, the, the tunes are here, thank God. <laughs> by the bell. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we gotta go, uh, to take a break. I am Ron Kolick, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, right here on. Tojina and Pararex Radio, and my special guest today is my favorite West Coast witch, the fabulous Marla Brooks. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, Get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello, hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. 
The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And we are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, and my special guest today on this fabulously low-key show, because it's kind of that day. It's the mellow, hippie age of Aquarius. It's uh, Marla Brooks. Is the moon in the seventh house? Yeah, it could be. Who knows? We've got the super, the super blood... Wolf. Super blood wolf move. <laughs> I forget it. I'm tired Say of that. Say that three times fast. No, yeah. You know, in 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 uh, doing the show for so many years, uh, I've had some really, really unique guests. And you asked me this before the break. And uh, I remember that it took me a long time, but I tracked down uh, the owner of uh, Oak. No, he wasn't. It wasn't a. Was it? Oh God, it's so long ago. I can't remember. But Oak Island. It was way before it was even popular. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way before. This is this is probably back in the early two thousands. I tracked them down and I had them on the show, and it was it was uh, it was really intriguing. Uh, you know, other subjects that I thought that were they were really good. I, I had uh, uh, the guy that did uh, the hedges crystal skull thingy oh um shapiro uh, is that anything? i can't even remember who it was it was so long ago yeah but I, yeah i actually spoke to him from france like a hundred years ago oh, wow. yeah i've had some really unique guests and a lot of them before people even knew about what the, the heck they were talking about mm-hmm. uh but uh, I always found that because that's what I would do. I would say, oh, this is an interesting subject. You know, oh, I want to learn about Mothman. So I, I would contact, uh, uh, you know, different people that either wrote a book on the Mothman or, or the Mothman Museum or, or, or somebody who investigated or something and, and bring it in and find out, you know, about them. Uh, another one I had great was uh, the Bell Witch, which was mm-hmm. totally awesome. Yeah. Uh, and the way I had the people in the show, and in fact, it's still around somewhere, is that they produced a movie on the Bell Witch, not that crappy one that's out there. <laughs> but this yeah. was a, uh, I, I probably was, uh, I mean, this was a long, long time ago, but it was a, a guy was fantastic. And, uh, you know, you could tell they were all stage actors because uh, I remember on Edgar Allan Poe's birthday, I, I had him call in and, and he, uh, Read the Raven over the air, and it was oh, nice. awesome. <laughs> yeah, but those were uh, really, uh, you know, good ones that I enjoyed doing. I, I remember those totally. And uh, you know, I, I can't 
on the international show, I, I can't bring up crazy subjects unless I say they're crazy subjects because I get in trouble, which Steve <laughs> just yells at me. Uh, but uh, I like some of that odd, strange stuff. I like learning more about it. I like to hear other people's things, you know. Uh, I, I haven't, and I would love to have a flat earther on. That would be fun. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. No, and I, I'm the same way. We look for the unusual because it's what attracts us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we have to play to the band. In other words, there are people like us that would like the same things. There are, there are others that when we do a show on something that isn't exactly our favorite thing, people in the chat room or people on the podcast love it. So, you know, mm-hmm. we, we have to be open enough to to cover everything that we possibly can. But I think my favorite shows are the quirky ones, the odd ones. Um, mm-hmm. and, the, and it's usually the ones that you least expect, too. You know, you don't expect to have a good show. Or you know how it is sometimes you get something that is way over your head, you know, very high-level intellectual stuff. And I, That's I why I have to, Steve. Huh? Well, I don't <laughs> have a Steve. I'm on my own. And I, you know, I'll read the book and I won't understand a bit of it. You know, it, yeah. I mean, it really complicated. And I sweat those shows the whole week before. You know, I'm looking at the book. I'm praying. I'm trying to find different interviews these people did on different shows so I could at least kind of get a grasp of it. But those end up, all of a sudden, the light bulb goes off. And those shows usually end up to be the best ones for some reason. I don't know why. No, we... I know that I had, I think it was the museum that had Robert the Doll on. And you, uh-huh. I believe you had, who did you have on the, that you did the interview where you got the, the EVPs on that were really freaky? She was um, Robert's keeper at the time. She worked for the museum. Yeah, this. Yeah, I had that on much earlier than that. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and you, you got the EVPs in the background, which <laughs> was, was fast. Thing. I mean, those are, the, those are the cool things that make the radio so great is when you have events like that that occur. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that, <clears throat> I didn't – I mean, I heard noise in the background, but I, it mm-hmm. was mumbling. I didn't get it until the next morning when my producer called me, and he said, oh, my God. God, oh, my God, you know, one of those things. And he was pretty level-headed. And I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, you got to hear this. you got to hear this. And he said, I, I played it for my wife. She's freaked out. I'm freaked out. I said, what are you talking about? Robert, he was talking. And then something growled like that little bear that he holds. It totally freaked him out. And I think I told you this, that we sent that to um, the Haunted Mortuary in New Orleans. They have a whole... Mm-hmm all that new equipment and everything. I mean, they, they, whatever. And those voices were not human voices. I mean, you know, they tell by decibels, you know, like, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did every test in the book to prove that that, and, and as they should, to prove that that was just people goofing around, you know, and they, the guy said, I can't tell you what this is, but it's not in the, in the range of human voice. And, you know, you're hearing Robert going, I'm Robert. Robert, I'm Robert. And, you know, I mean, and, and weird noises. So that was, yeah, that was really freaky. It was wonderful. But we did try to disprove it every way we could. And so right. far, nobody can. And we did a, a, a show, the, the two of us, actually three of us, I believe, uh, Steve was on too. And and you sent me that and we isolated some of those and played them as well, which was kind of neat too. And that was the first time I had heard them and it was like totally freaky. Yeah. Uh, I just love that it scared my producer half to death 
<laughs> no. It's nice when you see emotion in people. Mm-hmm. I remember Bishop Long's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this goes back a long. Oh, uh, you're I talking could... about that clip, aren't you? Which one are you talking about? Sounds of Hell. Yes, the sounds mm-hmm. of hell. <laughs> yes, the sounds of hell. The, uh-huh. the supposedly the Russian Siberian uh, pit they dug, and they mm-hmm. went so far, and they sent down the recorder. And the, yes, that was that has always stuck with me yeah. uh, f- for as as long as I can remember. Now that show's been gone for quite a while, and I heard it. I believe I heard it live, which would have been a long, long time ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that, is, that was creepy. Even if they somebody made that up, that was the damnedest sound. It it just mm-hmm. gave you goosebumps. Even if you know, even if you didn't believe it, just hearing if, that. Yeah, you know? if our listeners are interested, they can go on the internet and, and just put down. I believe it's the sounds of hell in uh, YouTube, and and you can you'll definitely hear it. It's it's out yeah. there. It's mm-hmm. definitely out there, and yeah. uh, it, it is extremely freaky. It is. And, and, you know, Bishop Long was now, you know, we've got to do a disclaimer before we talk about this, because I had him on my show. I brought him on to do that specifically, too, after we heard it on his. And he says, you know, we just we have to put a disclaimer here because he said it is disturbing. It is very disturbing. And it was for whatever it was. It was really disturbing. Yeah, that's what I have. I have a recording of a, an exorcism that's the same oh, way every yes. time I, every time I play it, people yes. freaking. They've some people have cried, some people have. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. very disturbing to them. And, yeah, uh, I hate that. I do. It just ah, I've heard exorcism things before, and in fact, Bishop Long, you know, because he's was, he's an exorcist also. Right. He um, he taped and played one on his show from, you know, the live thing. Mm-hmm. And I, ooh, it was giving me the willies just to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people uh, don't realize, you know, they, especially the, the interesting thing about it is uh, the way that TV shows are going nowadays from when they first started out, they were just out looking for ghosts and everything. Now they're like knee deep in demons. So, uh you know, they they really don't know what they're getting into. They really don't. If no, they you know, don't. if it's truly demons, and that's the key, that, that you can't do a couple of little things like they're doing uh, on TV to get rid of them, and like everything's cool. Uh, it, it, you know, it's it's not that way. Uh, you know, the, the Catholic Church has been fighting demons for centuries, and they will tell you that too. Is that uh, you know, it's it's not a one night deal. It's you're in there and you've it's a battle. It really is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's good TV, though. Well, of course it is. And but but here's the thing about demons, too. And you've probably heard this, too, um, because you talk to demonologists, you talk to people in the know and um, they tell you. That, you know, somebody will say, well, you know, there's a demon around every corner and, and all these things. And, and people will say, you know, it's probably just a gr- disgruntled spirit. There's not that many mm-hmm. demons out there. That's not to say there isn't any, but somebody gave the number that the Vatican had put out a thing where their priests had something like 300 a year, maybe, which is pretty low considering everybody here is seeing one around every corner. So it was somebody trying to say, you know, what you think are demons are probably not demons because, you know, the Vatican mm-hmm. only does so many. So, I mean, have you heard that? That, I mean, 
I, I mean, you don't believe there's a, I know you don't, that there's a demon around every corner and it's really highly overrated. And people don't know the difference between a disgruntled spirit and, you know, they because demon makes it sound so much more exciting, doesn't it? Exactly. It's good TV. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is, is in working with spirits is, is that they can be what you want them to be. Uh, that's that's always been the wrap through. I mean, you talk about the, the Ouija board and people saying, oh, you don't know what you're getting through. And uh, they become what what you want them to be, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. Uh, and I think that's the same way with spirits. Uh, you know, there are uh, that what they call uh, famous ghost spirits and, and a place is haunted by, a, they believe, by someone who died there. It's automatically that person. And everybody finds that person uh, if they, you know, do EVPs or whatever. They they get this thing, or, or mediums will say, "Oh, yeah, it's this person," but it's not necessarily that person because they, once again, they're they they are, can be great deceivers as well and uh, be what they want them to be. So it's it's weird. It's the whole thing is, you know, I mean, we we talk about it, uh, especially the shows. They talk about it so. Um, matter of factly like you know this is the way it is and quite frankly we haven't even scratched the surface of what ghosts are or what spirits are what demons are it's only what people believe and what other people have told them or what people have wrote written about uh we have absolutely no proof or or anything that uh what they are truly Mm -hmm. that's the thing there's never going to be a thousand percent guaranteed proof that there is Mm -hmm. what they think and so it's a hard subject to deal with it's a hard subject to um get well you don't want to get people into it if they don't believe it i mean you know there's the skeptics and there's the cynics and you know mm-hmm. how that okay, um, yeah yeah exactly but but it, it's hard it's hard to believe when you can't have proof um right. But but that see that's the difference between kind of a, a religion and spirituality. Um, is it really? And scientists, yes. Wait, um, is it really? Well, duh. Is there a difference between spirit between religion and, and spirituality? Yeah. And and how? Well, this is the, what they're aren't saying. They all, aren't they all based on belief? They are based on belief. Exactly right. They are belief. Um, but right. Right. It's, so how is how is I mean we I thought you were we were talking about belief and. Yeah, well, you know, it, it is hard spirituality to Spirituality doesn't prove, you can't prove spirituality, no, you can't no, prove no. religion. You can't, but what, no. what it is, is re- what they say, and this was kind of maybe a tongue-in-cheek thing that somebody wrote, but oh. um, spirituality and or the difference between spirituality and religion is religion is someone else's beliefs that you learn. Spirituality is your belief system on your own. Written by a spiritualist. Well, no, just how you feel, basically. I mean, <laughs> it's written by a spiritualist. You know that. Well, oh, you mean who wrote that thing? Yeah, yes. probably. Probably. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, but it does kind of make sense. I mean, religion is learned. It is. I mean, you know, we all learn religion from we learn church, from, in life. from whatever. But but you can't really learn. Wait, spirit. Don't we learn everything in life? Yeah, but there, I I do see that there is a little bit of difference between the two, but the main thing, no matter what, is you're right. It's belief. Mm-hmm. You have to believe, and and that's what Kenny Kingston used to. That was his catchphrase. Anything is possible if you only believe, and it's true. 
because I, I, a lot of people don't know how to believe. That sounds silly, but they don't because they need somebody to tell them what to believe in. But then again, it, it goes the opposite way as well, is that if you believe in, in, in uh, philosophies like the cigarette and things like that, what you believe is what you manifest. So there's the other end of it. Kind of mind over matter, that kind of thing. What the hell is that? It's my cell phone. I just threw it in the drawer. It'll stop eventually. <laughs> well, it was better than the Ouga horn that I had on it because I wanted something loud enough that I would hear it. Oh, so really? it had an Ouga horn. So every time the phone rang, I jumped out of my skin because, you know, it was bad. So this that's what, that's what Anne's, that's my, my ringtone for Anne's. That's why she has a phone when I call. <laughs> <laughs> but my mine is mine is quite easy to recognize. It's the theme from the X Files. That's nice. I have a, an <laughs> iPhone, and we don't have choices like that. Oh, that's a shame. I know. I used to get all my when I had my Samsung. I used to get um, what's it? It's a Z. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of that website. Well, I got all my stuff have, from there. That's what I, can't I have that. my flip phone. So there you go. Your flip phone? Yeah, that's what I have, flip phone. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I hate phones, you know that. I know. <laughs> Absolutely but hate it, them. Yeah, um, but belief just, is, I mean, I, I just think as far as beliefs, I mean. By the way, my flip phone has all the same gadgets. It has the internet, it has uh, GPS, it has all that other crap. So. Has the internet? Yes, it does. Can you see it in that small, tiny little flip phone? Whatever. I don't want to. I don't use it. That's why. Oh, okay. Well, it has it, but it I just don't has it. it. But yeah, that wasn't something on your agenda. Okay. No, no. Anyway, I'm just saying that I do have access to it in my <laughs> archaic uh, flip phone. <laughs> I know somebody else. I still love it. It's, it's like the freaking uh, recorder. I mean, the uh, communicators on Star Trek. Pee me up, Scotty. Ah, so you think it's cool? I think it's cool. It was. I love my flip phone. It even has night shot camera, night shot camera on a flip phone. Okay, I'm going to argue your point there. I I believe you got night shot camera, but the new the the new mobile phones have beautiful cameras in there. You don't need another camera because those. I don't need a camera anyways. (laughs) Not even on investigations and stuff. No, I'm. Ever. Uh, that's the interesting thing. I'm glad you brought that up. One of the things that uh, I have decided to go back to in my investigating is I'm ditching digital cameras, and we are going back to film. Um, nice. We're going, we're going old school, which is, you know, it, you've got file. Any, let's put it this way. Any digital evidence you put uh, is absolutely going to be crucified and uh, not believed and whatever. So go back to the old school and, and get rid of that whole thing. I have, I'm going to show this to you. I'm going to send it to you because I had a picture. I mean, I'm not, I don't like orbs. I don't, you know, dust, whatever. But and fl- on digital phones, you get a lot of that. But I had a picture of my dog. Yeah. And there was this white spot on it that looked exactly like what people would consider to be an orb. And it was on the film camera. Mm-hmm. So how that happened, I don't know. I'll send it to you. It's just it's kind of funny because it looks like it's coming out his butt, really. But oh, um, yeah. you could put a cartoon <laughs> thing on that. 
But yeah, I mean, it, it's if it was digital, I would have said, oh, that's nothing. But you know, when they developed the film, how would they? I don't know. But I'll show it to well, you. Well, all right. In, in all fairness, okay. In all fairness to you, even on, on digital phone, I mean, that's we we so we're so accepting uh, that we want the believe in the paranormal so much is that whatever we get we say oh that's paranormal which is is it's so easy to do but uh for instance and i've talked about this before is is that we were uh did an investigation there was a guy that took some pictures on his 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 uh, camera and he called me up says ron i says you gotta come and see these pictures i says i got all kinds of weird stuff in my my camera and, and, you know, it's like Maureen has angel wings and, and there's this dark thing all around you and, and all this stuff. I said, all right. So he, he showed it to me. And, oh, they look really interesting. So I said to him, can you give me the, the negatives? Let me borrow the negatives and, and I'll give them back to you. He said, oh, sure, sure. So I had them developed, right? None of that stuff was on there. It was, it was just really? poor, it was just poor development. That's all wow. it was. Yeah. Somebody watch the development of it. So oh, yeah. that's the great thing about negative. It's not on the negative A. And it, what's that thing? If it's not on the internet, it never happened. Right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. it's not on the negative. You know, it's, that's the cool thing about the old school cameras. And uh, I, I am really uh, seriously thinking about going back to doing that. And uh, Good. I think that's interesting. You know, it's expensive, unfortunately, but uh it is, and and are there still places that easily develop film? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not a, a thing on every corner like there used to be a photo mark. Or actually, you can. Most of your your drug stores will do. Still? That. Yeah, still for regular. Okay, maybe stuff. for professional photographers. They'll send it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's still people that do it. I mean, even most of your professional photographers have great cameras as well, digital cameras. But uh, yeah, there there you can still have it done. That's not a problem. Oh, okay. Well, I like not, I like the old school in anyway. Yeah. I mean, investigating and and you know not using all the modern equipment and things like that. Um, yeah, I guess I'm old, so I like old school stuff. Absolutely, nothing wrong with it. No. The the other thing we we talked about a little bit about uh, different guests on the show and what they believed and stuff, and and that's kind of key to investigating too. Is is when people tell you something, it it's not your job to say. Oh, that's not right, or, or anything. Right. That's what they believe. That's what they saw. That's what they believe. That's the witness statement. That's what you you tell them. I mean, that's what you record and you go by. That's that's their experience. You, you can't call them a liar because uh, that was their experience. Uh, you know, there may be uh, what's the word I'm looking for. There may be reasons they had that particular experience, but to them it was real and. Sure. Uh, so many times you have investigators that just will uh, poo-poo uh, the the witness testimony. And to be honest with you, without the witness testimony, you really don't have any paranormal activity because uh, if there's no one near to see it, then how do you know it really occurs? Mm-hmm. It's like a tree falling in the forest doesn't make a sound. Right. But anyway, yeah. I know we're yeah, coming down to the end. Oh, no, we still got a few more minutes left. Oh, good. Uh, I, I, we've been... Have a nice chat, but is there anything particularly you want to mention in case I forget before we uh, go off the air? Well, I'm, I'm just there's one little other thing that's coming out in the spring.
spring, I think, um, okay. you know, that Oracle deck, um, the Witch's Oracle deck, which we talked uh, about earlier, yeah, um, actually sold out. I mean, this is the first book or anything that I had that actually is going into a second printing. Awesome. But the best part of it is I got to change it up about 20%. And so what I've done, because um, we've talked about this on the show before, my my Oracle cards each have a can- incantation that goes along with them. You can use it or not. Um, and it's a really powerful deck. But now I got a friend of mine who is into stones, um, mm-hmm. crystals and stones. And he did a chapter on using crystals and stones to use the deck or any deck. And he chose one stone for each card. So if somebody wants to do the incantation, then there's also, here's a stone that goes with it. It'll make it more powerful. So, and the... the um, Damn, you're going to need a lot of rocks. Uh, well, people are, you know, I mean, pick your stone, you know, pick your rock. Um <laughs> But it's it's absolutely fascinating, and so th- that's what I got to throw in. His name is Nicholas Pearson. You should have him on his show, on your show. He loves crystal skulls too. He's really really. Oh really? Yeah, he's really. Yeah, really you'll great. you'll have to send me his info. I will. I'll, I'll definitely okay. have him on. I yeah. have no problem at all. And uh, but he did such a bang up job. I mean, I couldn't believe it. He he made each stone match the incantation, not just the <laughs> card, but the incantation. It oh, was that's amazing. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, how to use stones in any kind of divination work. So that's in the book. So that's coming out in the in the spring. And I think anybody that had bought the deck early on, it's probably getting dog-eared by now anyway. This is <laughs> like new and improved and amazing. So I just wanted to mention that that's coming out. Okay, so Mahler, that's the uh, doorbell. doorbell, which means pizza's from the dead's here, so we've got to yeah. wrap it up. So if uh, people want to find more information about Marla Brooks, how can they? Easy, MarlaBrooks.com. Everything is there. Contact information, books, Oracle decks, show, you name sweet. it. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, I – oh, I meant to – you were talking about oracle cards and everything. Mm-hmm. Do you know there's a ghost hunting uh, tarot deck? No. Oh, how cool! Yeah, uh, I was able. To, I was able to get a couple of them. I got one for Steve when he came over here from the UK, nice. and I and I have one. And you use it when you go investigate a haunted location. It's specifically designed to work. And and I I don't know. The specifics are – I haven't really played with it too much because I'm definitely going to uh, do an event with them and just – it'll be a blast. And uh, it's based on an Egyptian uh, deck of cards, so that's kind of cool. Oh, like it. Okay, I'm going to have to yeah. check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, once again, our guest today has been Mala Brooks, uh, Stearns Cauldron. Uh, check out our website, malabrooks.com. Uh, to check out a show every Thursday night at 9 on Pararex. Did I get there? Hey, right? yes, 9 Eastern. All right, that's pretty cool. And uh, you can catch the early shows at, is it early shows? Mm-hmm. 8 o'clock Eastern, yeah. 8 o'clock, so mm-hmm. there you go. All right, anything else you want to add? Yeah, buy the book. It's a good book. Wow. <laughs> What's the name Connection. of the book again? Soul Connection, A Deadly Obsession. Right. Yes. Do you know they have websites for uh, uh, dating sites for ghosts? Really? Yeah. There's a guest for you. 
Yeah, we looked at it the morning on the morning site. I actually filled one out. But anyways, this is a tune, so we've got to go. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening, and it's Ron Kolick and Marla Brooks, and uh, tune in next week when Anna will be back. Oh, actually, it'll be a live video broadcast, so there you go. So till then, peace and lights. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.